Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy self-claimed here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 42, Curses. Hello, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome back to Third Eye Bind. Third Eye Bind. The show where things happen. <laughs> where Mercury is Mercurying on this Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yes, you may notice that the pod looks a little different this week. Um, we've had a minor COVID exposure, so we are distancing, doing mm-hmm. our part. And we're just recording some visual for you anyway because we know you like to watch we know you love to watch you know you love to watch and we miss each other (laughs) and it's gonna be fine but yeah it is a a retrograde situation over here (laughs) yes yeah so (laughs) right so what are we what are we going to talk about today this week we are talking about Curses. 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 But before we get into the show, let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to since it's been a minute since we filmed. It has been a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll go first. So I'm a publisher now, and I am joining Juliet Diaz in the Spearbound Press Children's Division, Little Cauldron. We are going to be writing some books together. We are going to publish uh, diverse spiritual books for the children's. And we're also going to have an academy, so an online school. So all of those things are big projects, and I've been working on that with Juliet, and it's been amazing. Uh, That's the main new for me, the main new new. What about you? That's so exciting. It is very exciting. It's so exciting. Oh, you can and follow us like... at Little Cauldron Books on Instagram. Yes. Give please, them a follow. Please do. I was just watching, uh, binge watching all of our reels because I'm obsessed with us. And I do that too sometimes. And then I go, oh, I'm so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> but I was watching the one where you're like, I'm Hestia. Like, I want to help you. Like, care for your children and then go and so it just feels like a really beautiful full circle moment for you to be taking this really cool leap into children's magical publishing yeah it's i love that it's uh it feels very meant to be and i'm very grateful to work be working with juliet and spiritbound press on something like this it's just really Mm -hmm. important what she's doing and necessary and i'm learning a lot about publishing and books and all that whole world and yeah it's been nice to do something different than what i normally do Mm -hmm. it doesn't scare me it doesn't intimidate me at all it's like exciting for me you know like oh something different than lady moon co oh my god yes i want to learn i'm a little sponge yes (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what you two pull together. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I finally have the Offerings Oracle decks here in my house. And so I've begun the process of slowly shipping out Kickstarter orders. And um, by the time this airs, I will probably be taking, well, opening enrollment for my Espiritismo mentorship into the veil. Ooh, into I'm the really veil. It's a full year long group mentorship into conscious communion with spirit and ancestry through the Caribbean practice of Espiritismo Cruzado. So take you know keep your eyes peeled for that enrollment period to open oh and i launched some cute merch but speaking of speaking of merch we have merch now we have merch now we've and you want it yeah that you want it (laughs) you Um, told us you wanted it (laughs) yes we have merch now so we'll link that in our show notes Mm -hmm. we have some very cute things uh 
please support us. The proceeds go towards running this podcast and we very much appreciate it. Some very cute things and we'll be wearing them on the show in the future. We have to order some samples. So absolutely. We need to get some samples. Expect merch. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, one more thing. My books are finally open. I know that I offer a discount to Third Eye Binders for booking spiritual consultations and I only open my books a couple times a year. They're open right now, so you should go check it out. Get on that. About it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All right. Let's get into curses. Let's get into curses. Before we talk about it, we got to pull a card about it. And today I'll be working from the second edition of the Sirens of Song Tarot because Same. the third edition is sitting on the altar behind Laura. <laughs> it is. It is there. And there. as much as I am an expert tarot reader not i don't want to pull it <laughs> that's not my job here on the pod Ooh, that's it that's okay. not my job okay curses 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 not my job not my chair not my problem not my chair not my pay grade <laughs> is this the right one yes okay i can't i'm like closing my eyes because i'm scared dun, scared dun, of the dun. curse scared of the curse it's actually surprising in kind of a wholesome way so i pulled the ten of cups and the ten of cups is a card of joy and fulfillment and feeling (laughs) protected and cared for and the song on this particular card is oh i'm walking on sunshine and um wow I'm going to close my eyes and channel for a moment because I'm curious what the spirits have to say about this. Same. <laughs> my guide Felicita is coming through and she's saying that there's so much, there's so much fear around the, idea, around the idea of curses. Who put a curse on you? How did they do it? How do I undo, how do I undo it? Well, most of the time, you're the one who puts a curse on yourself. Yep. Through our choices, our thoughts, our actions, we set ourselves up to be in positions of feeling blocked. What we want to remind you of today is when dealing with matters of curses to turn first within and identify the ways you may be creating the problems for yourself. It starts here. This is not to say that cursing is impossible. It certainly happens, but more often than not, it's a change of perspective perspective that will open the roads to you once again. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about protection right now. No, during the show. No, during the yeah. show. Okay. Okay. Thank you. There you have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think the element of curses that gets overlooked is one the psychosomatic aspect of it, where a curse is effective because you believe it's effective, mm. and that feeds into the little kernel. A curse is like a kernel to me. It can be a tsunami, but I think it's a kernel a lot of the time that you that's embedded in yourself and can grow if you don't contain it. And if Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, it can fester and create a lot of just like placebo effect symptoms of I'm Mm -hmm. cursed. Like these things are happening to me because I'm cursed and not because of something that I'm doing to myself or harm that I am perpetuating within myself. I think that's a big part of it. 
and also blaming others on your problems. Yes, I think that it can sometimes take away our, the thought of being cursed can sometimes take away our agency to change our situation. I think it can also cause us to believe that we we can't do anything about it. This is just what my life is. And so I'm going to acquiesce to that and lean into my truth that I am going to just continue suffering and nothing will ever be better. And that's not always the case. I don't think we're put on this earth to suffer. I really don't. I really don't. I think suffering is exists on the same scale as pleasure and passion right everything mm -hmm. nothing's binary um and we can't know one without knowing the other unfortunately but i don't think the reason we were put here was to experience suffering and i think the idea of curses can sometimes have people lose themselves and like well i'm just here to suffer I can't expect anything better anyway. And so then we decide not to try to make things better. Curses are like, matter. they're very nihilistic in nature. If you think about it, like you said, I am cursed, therefore I can do nothing or I need outside source to help me get rid of it, which sometimes you may need assistance spiritually to mm -hmm. like get to a place where you can feel empowered enough to that's both the work that you and I do and teach people is like to create their own agency and discernment and all those things, but also like feeling powerful enough to like change those things and combat the things within yourself and the, the things that come at you from the outside. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's like identifying, like, for instance, like people that have generational curses or like family curses these things that oh, this, talk about that yeah let's talk about that like folklore that has been passed down like my grandma said this is the thing her mom said this was a thing like like that kind of a curse is pretty it seems pretty powerful because of just how powerful things are i've been thinking a lot about that like the things you learn from your parents it's so hard to unlearn that shit little things like little things like for me it's like not eating raw eggs or cookie dough and things like that but you can like but for me like it's like no but it's dangerous like it's like these little things that you learn that's almost like a curse like <laughs> you know what I mean it's the cookie dough curse mm -hmm. it's the curse of the cookie dough that's I'm smiling yes. because I want cookie dough but you know what I mean like <laughs> how do you unfurl that deep of a a curse you know like this mm -hmm. what's that about do you have any experience yeah. dealing with stuff like that yes well there's a couple of different ways to look at this and the first is you know generational curses as learned behaviors that get passed on right. with each new group of kids yeah and you know speaking for myself and the clients that i work with in specifically like BIPOC community in Latin American diaspora, one of the biggest generational curses we deal with is internalized misogyny and internalized supremacy and how colonialism affected the way parents parent their children and how it involves a lot of suppression and violence even. Yeah. Yeah. And those are not behaviors that existed before colonization for our ancestors, right? Those are mm -hmm. things that we learned from conquistadors. Yeah. And it is, even though it's not like somebody put a spell on you in a forest, uh, it is a curse that becomes inherited generation after generation. And I think something that's really beautiful about what's happening right now is we have these groups of parents, you know, some of them are, are a little bit older. What is it called? Gen X, mm -hmm. Gen, Gen X, right? Um, but Gen mostly X. it's like this millennial generation of parents and we get shit on a lot millennials, um, but we did not choose to exist in no. the weird times uh we were born we were born into weird times 
we did not pick this, okay? No. <laughs> um, but what I think is really beautiful is that I'm seeing this collective decision to end these inherited generational curses, to treat ourselves differently by reparenting ourselves first, and those of us who do choose to have children by treating them differently than our parents and our grandparents and their parents before them treated us. And I think that's a really good example of how your choices can be the most powerful way to break a spell. Yeah. Your actions can be a powerful way to make a spell. Not anyone else's, but yours. The decision to like not spank your kids, <laughs> the decision to not tell them to be seen but not heard, mm -hmm. um, the decision to protect them from the adults instead of protecting the adults and their reputation. These are all mm -hmm. things that so many of us unfortunately kind of trauma bond over within our communities and it's been really really beautiful to see this this communal shift into breaking these curses that have plagued so many of our families for so many generations yeah and um that's you know one way to look at inherited curses then there's another <laughs> there's a more mystical metaphysical way to look at things yeah and well i will say often it's, it's it's a little bit in your head right but sometimes there are these cases and i've talked to my mentor chiron a lot about this there are sometimes these cases of true generational curses one that i dealt with was um an ancestor of mine back in galicia and galicia is a part of spain that was it's called like the land of mm -hmm. witches um, it was primarily celts who inhabited that part of the land and there was like one of my ancestors who made a bad deal with the fae <laughs> That's bad. That's okay. And we like carried that curse through our lineage. And I had to do a lot of spiritual remediation and labor in order to rebalance the scales and repay the debt of my ancestor to mm. the Fae. So it's not impossible. Um, but this is also making me think of another thing, not to go on a tangent. No, no, go ahead. But, okay, I'm old. So I used to be very much in uh, Facebook magic groups. <laughs> <laughs> first it was zanga and live journal yeah. and then it became myspace and then i was involved and like moderated a lot of fairly large <laughs> facebook magic and witchcraft <laughs> groups and it was chaotic and if you're our age you know how crazy yeah. facebook groups can get <laughs> but i remember a person posted a white woman posted about how her family had a centuries old voodoo curse uh -oh. on them. And she was wondering what she could do to fix it. And in situations like that, first of all, like I've heard other non POC people say similar things. And <laughs> first of all, <laughs> Like Vodou is a religion, mm -hmm. not a modality of witchcraft, two very different things, right? Mm -hmm. But even if, even if like Vodou was a form of magic rather than an organized mm -hmm. centuries old religion, what would your ancestors had to have done? Yeah. Gee, I wonder. To black folks in order for that type of curse, if it exists, to be placed on you? And how do your actions in the present uh -huh. reinforce the behaviors that would have had that happen? Hmm. I wonder what kind of work would have to be done in order to lift said curse. <laughs> I feel like that's a great point. <laughs> and what I was going to say when you were talking about the other thing, the other generational curse was like, 
how the entirety of our country is cursed based on the actions of the people that colonized this country. Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked when people are like in the forest, it's shit, like shit's happening to them. Like there's haunted places all over the world, but I mean, or whatever, like, but it's the way that this country was founded is fucked up. It's violent. Violent, <laughs> genocidal, yes. disgusting, mm -hmm. abhorrent, disturbing. And mm -hmm. no wonder white folks are- Feel cursed. Feel cursed. <laughs> And like, no especially <laughs> white folks that don't under don't even recognize that that's a thing. First of all, mm -hmm. and believe that like the erasure of history is okay. Like mm -hmm. they're trying to do in schools now is to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it just mm -hmm. changed the narrative of literally what happened because yeah. to make the country more tolerable. Palatable. I don't know palatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if but you're to who? to who and <laughs> you're not there. Yeah, I mean, it's just to not do that work and even recognize that you need to decolonize yourself as a white person, too, mm -hmm. is not going to solve any cur like that. Exactly what you said. Like, there's no magic there's spell. No magic spell. <laughs> That's really dark no. action. Dark actions, I believe contain f messed up energy and then just of that scale and magnitude and like mm -hmm. just it's really ugly and you can't just ignore that that's not no. that's just like in your own life like if you know you have to face your shadow or your dark self or your whatever like you have to look at all the parts of yourself and say mm -hmm. what's going on here yeah you know absolutely so it's it's like interesting in what ways did your family benefit from systemic oppression from yeah. the middle passage and like if you got to inherit generational wealth because of the choices of your families like i think a good place to start would be like giving it away <laughs> yeah that's like that's that money's not it's not good but i think mm -hmm. that a lot of people you know, if you are the type of person who has inherited generational wealth because of Oppression. human trafficking, yeah, yeah. human trafficking, <laughs> yeah, because of human trafficking, um, you are so it's so easy to throw money at your problems. So even if like the symptoms of a curse keep coming up, right? It's like, well, it's fine. I don't care. They're because... gonna they're gonna hire a Reiki healer. It's fine. <laughs> they're gonna hire a Reiki another master. Right. I'm sorry, a white oh. Reiki master that they know from work. Or, you know, some mm -hmm. bullshit medium. Yeah. And they're gonna pretend to fix it and use some white sage and it'll be fine. Yeah, and then go on vacation to Capri and forget about it. Yeah, it'll cause... be fine. This is actually making me think of an episode of The Dead Files. Oh my god, I love The Dead Files so much. Can we talk <laughs> about The Dead Files? I like, I try to watch it, but I get scared. <laughs> I bet. No, I love it. I love I get it. Scared. Um, but I was watching this show. one episode of The Dead Files where there was this family who was experiencing like a severe physical haunting. And it wasn't just affecting them, it was affecting like the neighbors across the street too. And there was this spirit that called themselves a witch, but they were like a bad witch. <laughs> they were a bad witch. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> um, but basically the land was owned by these two German brothers, I think, who were immigrants. And they had a falling out and the one like lost all of his money and there was a lot of dispute about the land itself. And I think that their drama kind of attracted the energy of this witch-like spirit. And it was the witch who was terrorizing 
everyone. The brothers were fucking grumpy. Yeah. And they didn't want anybody to be happy on the land. And it turned out they were actually buried, like, right there behind it. Yeah. But the witch was, like, physically assaulting people and, like, driving them to madness, like, literal madness. And the show is wild. It's fucking wild. Because she'll be it's like, wild. oh, you'll die like if you her. stay. I love I, her. Amy, Amy Allen is who we're talking about. <laughs> She keeps it way real and very de legit. detailed, and she's legit. Like mm -hmm. the most, sh yeah. She sees some mm -hmm. messed up stuff. Yes, and she's like, "You will die if you stay yeah, here." Like, People, you're like, probably gonna die. Try to stick it out. And at the end, they then they're like, um, they tell you like what the family ended up doing, and a lot mm -hmm. of them just don't even do anything. And I'm like, "What the hell?" But she'll prescribe specific yeah. types of healers, like appropriate. A lot of time, it's like the appropriate. Mm -hmm. tradition you know to mm -hmm. take care of the appropriate problem it's not like yes she's not carrying a bundle of fucking sage running around no. one size fits all catholic priest it's like no, no. get an indigenous member of, in this indigenous community to come mm -hmm. from this tribe and to bless whatever and like specific advice and I even love one. like her partner who does all the research and like he wants to talk about everybody Don't he get wants to go way way back started on him Steve yes fucking love him because he's like like a like retired I know ACAB, detective, but except Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve gets a pass because my favorite part is because Steve's like not a spiritual dude, but he'll do the research of the history. But then when people are telling him how fucked up things are, he always goes, "Hey, show me, show me, like push, push me how hard he pushed you," and he'll be like, "Whoa, whoa." And then when the drawings come out, because Amy Allen will do these like sketch drawings. Yes. Have this, a sketch artist do the drawings, which sounds so much. I want you to do that. Be, we need to get really a sketch cool. artist on the show. It'd be so much fun. Mm -hmm. And um, and they seal them. And then he's the one that looks at them when they're talking to the clients. And he goes, he'll look at it and go, oh, shit. There <laughs> you go. That was with the witch. You know what I mean? He's like, ah, fuck. He was like, oh. Yeah, and she's go. like, yeah, I wanted it drawn from the perspective of her trying to strangle me. She's like, what I was seeing was a woman sucking your soul out of your body from your bed while you're sleeping, and there was some blood dripping down. It's all very fucked up. Yes, but okay, this family thought that they were the ones that were cursed, but really it's like the pain that the land experienced because before the brothers are even there i think it turned out i might be mixing up episodes so like don't don't try to fight me uh, <laughs> don't come at us like i think that even before the brothers moved there what happened was like of course this is indigenous land and there were like there was this whole like historically documented battle between the Spaniards and the indigenous people there and conversion and like the Spaniards were trying to convert all of the indigenous people and the indigenous people went and like hung the priest oh I think I know which, which like, episode you're talking about you gotta do <laughs> yeah do, do what you gotta do, do, gotta do to do. protect yourself and your family um but like all these generations layered of pain that's embedded in the land itself that's not being like spiritually remediated by the current homeowners mm -hmm. has them experiencing the like curse of the land itself and the home and it wasn't necessarily that they were cursed the family was cursed but they moved into a situation not knowing and then had to deal with the repercussions of that. If, yeah, if I was a spirit and I was mad, I wouldn't give a shit who was in the house at the time. I'd be like, I don't so, know you. In so much pain and agony and sadness or whatever, whatever it is that I would throw things at them and scratch them and use three claws or what I don't know. You know, like I would get animalistic yeah. on them because it's just, it's not personal. It's just mm -mm. also really personal. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, that makes sense to me to, and it, I mean, you know, and I'm leaving offerings and things and like, I mean, you know, at least acknowledgement mm. is probably like step one, A start. right? <laughs> A start, so, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that happened. And I know you, you're doing, are you offering or have you offered the class on hauntings with It's Oh, it's coming up in October. Well, there you go. October 27th, yes. Hauntings and Segway. exorcisms on stolen land. Yes, and <laughs> I mean, 
most, if not all, of the hauntings in this country are on stolen land. So it's a good place to start. Yes. Well, I think it's so important because media, movies especially, sensationalize hauntings. And it's always like the white lady heroine who's conventionally attractive and like she and her family are being harmed by these evil spirits that are trying to take ownership of the house and it's like bitch whose house is that (laughs) whose house is it really and so the aim of the class is to help people understand that like not every spirit needs to be exercised um maybe they just need to be acknowledged and honored and tended to exactly or some spirits need to be elevated which leads me to another thought about ancestral curses especially is that sometimes we experience these phenomena like physical phenomena of haunting or we might experience what feels like a curse in our daily lives and sometimes it's not that some rando that your grandma pissed off cursed you it's that your grandma is the one who's standing in your way i can't tell you how many times I've sat in with a client who's like, I feel like there's a curse. I feel like I'm being blocked. And when I channel for them, it's like, uh, it's a couple of your ancestors, like literally sitting on your altar and standing in the way. And so then the process isn't so much about exorcism. It's about ancestral elevation and elevation is a ceremonial rite in Espiritismo, but exists in other cultures and traditions too where we help these spirits of our dearly departed to release the ties they still have to their earthbound identities, their earthbound sufferings, Mm -hmm. biases, uh, unsavory opinions, (laughs) and really like do the work in the spirit realms to like process through that and become better people yeah even though they don't have bodies anymore it's very Um, like relationship based and communication mm -hmm. based like really sitting Mm -hmm. down and coming having a come to jesus but not jesus moment with (laughs) your ancestors that needs like a more than just like blowing smoke in their face or whatever you know like it's very human it's very like communicative and and that's i think the part mm-hmm. that people miss a lot of the time with just spirits in general and what's changed like some spirits in general is that they're human they were human not all spirits were human there's some scary but shit a lot out of there the ones but we deal with a lot yeah, of the ones are. are and a lot of even the ones that are scratching you and hurting you physically can be human mm-hmm. you know or they're some sort of warped sense of being human like it's it's very interesting just the vast spectrum of like just because you're getting scratched with the three scratches doesn't mean it's demonic the favorite yeah. word of all haunting tv shows yeah everything felt demonic it felt demonic <laughs> i've been watching a lot of these woods are haunted so i adopt uh my native redneck voice <laughs> i saw it's Lean a lot in. of sasquatch which is cool I did just get back from Yosemite. You did? <laughs> Speaking of Sasquatch. Did you see yeah. any squouch? No, because I don't fuck around in the woods at night, okay? Oh, no. I have common sense. I don't either. <laughs> did you stay in I a will... cabin? We did, but not inside of the park. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we stayed in Mariposa, and I didn't go outside at night, because that's just not for me. <laughs> right just not for me we need to have a whole ass another up we were to talk about elementals this this uh season yeah. right okay i'm gonna save all that then we're, we're doing like the elements oh but maybe we need to like dedicate an episode to we just like the woods yeah let's talk about the forest <laughs> yeah can i please okay mm-hmm. i'm excited now we can do talk about some of our like appalachian yes <laughs> inherited i have a tradition. family cryptid Okay, I will not share what the cryptid is, but I will tell it in that episode. Save it for that episode. I'm going to save it. (laughs) So, okay. Some crazy curses, crazy, like, occurrences do happen sometimes with things that are deemed curses. What's the most common? Mm -hmm. King Tut, right? 
King Tut's curse. Egyptian curses. What's the favorite of white people to oh. when they open? I was King, like I've never heard. You of never it. heard of this? Okay, so white people's obsession with Egypt was like a thing. Continues to be a thing in like the forties and fifties, right? Remember, like in Britain, they ate the mummies. Yeah, because they thought it was good. Look, <laughs> just like outdoing themselves. Come on. <laughs> You can't be them, okay? Like, stop. That's really stop. bad. I went to see, I went to see, and it, I was at the natural, remember when we saw that, Mike? Remember the mummy exhibit? It was disturbing. We, like, left really quick because it was a, an exhibit of, like, mummies at the Natural History Museum in New York. And we were there, and they were, yeah. and we went in, and we were just like, this does nope. not feel right. Left. Not me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not picking up this, what they're putting out. I'm not picking up what they're, not the mummies, the people that stole the mummies and exactly. are now like, I'm not, they excavate. So, okay. Grave excavation. Awesome. Like, yeah. okay. So all the white people love Egypt. It's a thing in the forties, fifties now, whatever. So they decide, well, let's go find all these mummies and these pharaohs that are buried and let's dig them up for fun. Okay. And for educational purposes. Horrible idea. Open a it's tomb. It's like archaeology. Let's open a tomb, right? So King Tut's tomb, I believe. Don't come at me. But there, like things actually happened to the people that opened that tomb. It's good. <laughs> like they open the tomb. They immediately see a cobra. Or, or the guy, there's a series of events happen and people died. That The one that financed it. Like he got bit by a mosquito and then it got infected and he died like it's a whole thing hold on pause i'm going to find it so i can get specific because i find didn't it. know you didn't know this okay the first of the deaths was that of lord carnorvon who ex financed the excavation he'd been bitten by a mosquito and later slashed the bite accidentally while shaving it became infected and that resulted in blood poisoning and then he died and he wrote a letter to the New York Times or New sorry, New New York World magazine. Yeah, and yeah, he was like, You're don't do it. Don't do what I did, basically. Um So he knew he knew he fucked up by yeah. that before he died. Yeah, so he died and then let's see. Uh Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes. And he was a spiritualist, so he was like, oh, it was, like, the elementals and the guards of the tomb and all that that caused his death. Yeah. And then it was, like, a media thing. And then uh, there – oh, this is long. Hold on. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like – oh, well, death. Like Here we go. Found it. The financer died. A visitor to the tomb died in the French Riviera. Riviera. He got a fever and died. There was like several, like five fucking people. So look, I'm not saying that curses. Are it real. wasn't the curse, <laughs> but I'm saying it was probably the curse. But the also the act of mysticism, like you said, there's some stuff that's like conjuring curses is possible mm -hmm. if we think about it in terms of energy, which is magic, right? Is mm -hmm. magical. The act of like digging up, opening someone's sarcophagus and tomb and taking desecrating things a out, grave. desecrating a grave is not nice. And that's not, that's not, doesn't give you a good energy. Like, I don't no. know. I'm not. I tell my kids all the time, if you play dumb games, you get dumb prizes. Yes. If you play <laughs> dumb games, you get dumb prizes. Exactly. So. I'm not surprised, especially in a culture that was as very like detailed and made sure they locked down their yes. death situations. Yes. They guarded, it was all about guarded protection, afterlife, like yes. very specific not things. Not just in the physical, but in the mystical. They like laid down yeah. protections. Yeah. Like, like major protection. So. Mm -hmm. These things happen, but yeah, that was a whole ass thing. And like, you know, it continues to happen. And it's interesting. 
It is interesting because now I'm thinking like, well, is, isn't that all archaeology? But I think it's when the tombs are so specifically curated to be a thing and it's like mm -hmm. a grave with protection and like rather than like finding a dinosaur randomly in the where it died natu of natural mm -hmm. causes or something like I don't know that that's gonna cause a curse when you unfurl the bones from the earth or whatever but it's interesting to think about like what really triggers a curse you know is it the intent is it the act and the intent like it's it's very interesting it's all of it it's all I saw of on it. TikTok recently that they like uncovered a tomb in Mexico, like an indigenous tomb. And this white creator like stitched the video and was like, just open it. I don't care. Like everything's horrible. Just open it. And I sent it to one of my friends who's also a spiritist. And I was like, please don't open it. <laughs> like, no. Please, please don't open it. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? And like, I do think, you know, the uncovering of dinosaur bones, that shit's fucking cool, right? But yeah. when we are taking things from people, when we're digging up, not even just tombs, but when you think about museums in general yeah. and what they contain, like I went to the Natural History Museum in, in LA on a field trip with my kids last school year, and we walked through the Maya exhibit. And Originally, I went in it, into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to see things from my ancestors. And when I got there, I was just sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because all of these items, like I I'm an animist. So like yeah. everything has a life in it. And like all of these things locked behind glass. I walked in there and I was like, this room is cursed. Mm -hmm. Like this, that was my initial thought. This room is cursed because there's all of these things that don't belong to the Natural History Museum that were unearthed from the ground. And I feel like, you know, Earth is a spirit too and mm -hmm. has their own guardians. And like, then there's the guardians of the people who put those things there and who were murdered <laughs> and have had land taken away from them. And these museums just like take, like it's not enough that you took their land, their identity, language but you've also got to take their shit too it's, and like put it behind glass and charge us to see it like and it's it, just and say it's okay and say it's okay and this by by saying hey pay us to see these things and look at this beautiful museum with all these things it's making it okay that mm -hmm. they stole like it it's entertainment it's like it's almost the same thing as like in war when you like cut off the head of your enemy and put it on a stick to display. It's almost like that. It's kind of grotesque. Yeah. If you think about it. What's that Joni Mitchell song? Don't it always seem to go? Don't know what they pay, <laughs> pay paradise, paradise, put, put up, up a parking lot <laughs> or a museum. There's a part. Yeah. Charge everyone a dollar and a, and a quarter to, to see. see yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> put all the trees put them in a tree museum charge yes. the people a dollar and a half to see them mm -hmm. it's true yeah that's that's the vibe <laughs> that's that's uh, so curses aren't I think just sometimes you deserve it sometimes <laughs> curses are everywhere you curses think about it everywhere. like that big and small Mm -hmm. they're they're not just one thing it's not just mm -hmm. i say this incantation and you're cursed like it's the intent and energy of not only like the things that you're receiving from others, but like your intentions out into the world. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that's an important part of the nuance of like feeling cursed is like, especially if you have personally done things that are harmful, or if you descend from people who have done things that are harmful, like, taking inventory of that and figuring out how you can reconcile that not just in the spiritual but in like your everyday actions like that's how we break curses because also you know we talked a bit about this a little bit in baneful magic i've taught classes on domination magic mm -hmm. for a lot of people of color marginalized folks curses are how we level the playing fields yeah. Because I think I even said it in the Baneful Magic episode, when the laws of man do not serve us, the laws of spirit may serve us true justice. Absolutely. And so if you find yourself in a position of feeling 
cursed, I do think an important place to start is like, well, what did I do? <laughs> or yeah. what did some of the people that I come from, right? Because like not all of our ancestors are terrible, no matter who we are. Not every ancestor is horrible. Um, we have good ancestors too, but it might have ancestors who are awful. And maybe that's the reason we're experiencing the symptoms of a curse because maybe they did something and like that was how the scales were balanced mm -hmm. in the others is through this curse. And so it's it's just not always as simple as, you know, hitting undo. <laughs> yeah, curses are also used to like within communities to check each other. Mm -hmm. Like if you know, as a, as a vow, not as a, you're going to die if you don't do this, but as a, may your energy like reflect if you are dishonest about this sort of a thing, like saying, Hey, like, mm -hmm. it's almost like a promise. Mm -hmm. A curse can be a promise or an oath. So yes. like, there's that aspect of it too. And that's, that's d diverges way past like, what kind of what we're talking about and in terms of like what pop culture and what modern society thinks a curse is but it's interesting to note yes that the word has been yeah like those exist too that's reminding me of um <laughs> my jew witches on Instagram, mm -hmm. Jew witches, uh, did this really, really fun post about legendary Yiddish curses. And a lot of them are like that. Mm -hmm. It's here. I pulled one up. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it's more about like, get yours. Like if you're going to be that way, like, yeah. I hope it comes back to you. It's yeah. a lot of that energy, but they're very creative. I fucking love these Yiddish curses. Like for folks who don't know, like I am Jewish on my maternal lineage, um, but I was raised Catholic because of colonialism. Um, may you run to the toilet every three minutes or every three months. <laughs> Incre in oh, fucking incredible. Every it. three minutes or every three months. Both suck. <laughs> Both suck. I'm obsessed with that. May he go on a voyage and not live long enough to come back. There's more. The God who split the sea will split your head too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. One misfortune is too few for him. His mouth should be in his rear. <laughs> That's some trickster ass shit. <laughs> I fucking love these Yiddish May curses. his penis so be good. as tall as a pine needle. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> leave your best curses in the comments below. Please your fake, leave your fake best curses. curses put some, in the comments put some below. funny curses down what in is, the. Like, if we have any Jewish listeners who speak Yiddish, please put your favorite like Yiddish yeah. curses in the comments below. But I love that there's an element of humor. Well, humor in these is. Curses. Yeah. There's like some levity yeah. to them. Yeah. And I think that's really fun and magical. <laughs> also, levity and humor are contagious, if you think about it. So if you yes. write something that people are going to remember and repeat, that mm -hmm. kind of strengthens it. You know? Oh my god, I like this one. May you be so rich your widow's husband never has to work a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that one personally. Uh, yes, that's amazing. Uh, but you know what like curses laura and i have talked on the show about how like we are not anti-baneful magic no <laughs> especially when it comes to righting a wrong protecting yourself or protecting yourself and also like in situations where Reflecting. the other there aren't other ways to advocate for yourself yeah i am not against people that are using curses yeah because that's there is people get to a breaking point. Like there, there are times when I've done that mm -hmm. and because I can't do anything else. And that's, yeah. and that's energy. That's magic. That's, 
taking what you're feeling in the moment and using it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's the energy you need to export. Yeah. And instead of keeping it all inside of you and letting it destroy you. But we should take all that and then turn it into love and light. And then we'll all be healed. No, (laughs) sometimes you have to scream magically. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Everything is all these different reasons why people do everything is so there's no one size fits all there's everything is Mm -hmm. so circumstantial and different for everybody yes there's so much nuance so much yeah to give a blanket statement of all curses are bad and all magic all black magic is bad all baneful magic is bad is suppression Mm -hmm. and it's not okay so yeah no Mm -hmm. i'm down with baneful magic yeah you do what you got to do. Yeah. And like, let's be real. Like cursing someone takes time. It takes energy. If you're buying equi- tools, equipment. it takes resources, <laughs> equipment, equipment, witchy equipment. Uh, it takes resources. So like, you're really only going to do it when it needs to be done. <laughs> and the time it takes to, when you invest time and energy into something that made me think of, of, you know, ancient cultures that had, didn't have like the internet sucking their attention spans away and all that. They had time to build pyramids. They had time <laughs> to carve this sarcophagi, a little mini tomb for this mm-hmm. cat that they're going to put and in it. Lay out, lay out. They had time to lay out all of the magical they had and spiritual protection. So much ornate time <laughs> that is put into these things. And also the time of use, like, like the cenotes in Mexico. Mm-hmm. that were used by like the Mayan people mm-hmm. and like those kind of places that are forbidden for use mm-hmm. for anyone else. Like they use those places. Therefore, like their energy is there. Right. And their protective mm-hmm. energy is there. It's not meant for you. Like makes me think of like Hawaii, I know. for instance, you know, mm-hmm. like just. Uh, I cringe so hard when I see the videos on social media of people swimming in the cenotes, like, casually. I'm like, I wouldn't jump in there. (laughs) No. I wouldn't jump in there. Like, unless I had, like, a teacher, an elder who was like, this is the next step in your spiritual journey. You have to do this. I'm not jumping in there for funsies. Like it's a fucking swimming pool in my friend's backyard. Yeah, without no, no. without an offering no, or a prayer or anything. Like no, or like just some sort of guidance. Go. <laughs> like yeah, they're and beautiful, like, but no, thank you. They're like sirens. No. Like I don't want to. I'm. Exactly. Oh, yeah, like, those things go too deep. Uh-uh. Those are special. <laughs> like even the way they were formed is like a very special circumstance. Yes. I recently yeah. saw before the wildfires in Hawaii um started, I saw a TikTok of like a white dude who was on the beach in Hawaii and found a skeleton and decided to keep digging it up, digging it up. What? And it's like And he you- put it on TikTok? Yeah, of course. Desecrating a grave twice folds. Yeah, like like a museum, the entertainment aspect and the selfishness of that. The selfishness, the monetary gain. What's wrong with you? That's so disrespectful. So disrespectful, and it's like caskets didn't exist everywhere. Like a lot of indigenous people just buried bodies in the land. Yeah, back home back home, back to the land. And just like, I'm gonna, I like if I were making a sandcastle somewhere and stumbled across a skull, I would put the sand back. I'd be like, we should just go. <laughs> sand back. I am so sorry to disturb so you. So sorry. Friend, I apologize. I'm not supposed to be here. Message received. Goodbye. <laughs> put, this, put it back nice and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Not like tell my friend, get your phone out. I'm going to dig the rest of this up. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? I hope he was cursed. Honestly, I'm, I don't I even. I do f- too. I don't care. <sighs> so that goes into <laughs> like. God told me that I have to watch my language uh, and be more careful about cursing people. <laughs> yeah. May he receive what is, what is due, due unto him. Unto him. <laughs> And so it shall be. (laughs) Amen.
it goes into the sacredness of secrecy also, which I love to talk about. Mm-hmm. The secrecy you keep for yourself, of course. Mm-hmm. And me- meaning don't share everything all the fucking time. And also the sacred mm-hmm. the, the sacredness of secrecy of others. Yes. If you stumble upon someone's secret, Who cannot just put it back. Vocalize currently their concerns any other way other than to fuck with right. you and curse you. Like <gasps> <laughs> if someone did that to me, I would be like, oh, hell no. I guess I'm haunting you. <laughs> oh, I'm haunting all these motherfuckers. And your children. <laughs> oh, if I died, <laughs> knock on whatever, like, I would haunt everyone. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I would scratch them and then go, tee and then run away and they'd be like... <laughs> They'll be like, it was a witch. And then I'd like, shapeshift because I'm a witch. So I have extra powers when I die. I can have like a... I'd be like, I'm an amorphous blob. Just kidding, it's me. <laughs> Trickster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and Juniper are going to skip away. Tee hee hee hee. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Oh my God. Wait. Top top five reasons I'm looking forward to death is hunting people. Number one, hunting people. Number one, no more taxes. Number two, free health care. Number three, haunting people. All valid points. Death is not the end. It's a new beginning. Tax free. Eat whatever I want without getting diarrhea. Number four. <laughs> no more IBS in the afterlife. Is there IBS in the afterlife? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that would suck. What if that's my spiritual retribution? Is I have <laughs> I have diarrhea forever. That's my generational. Well, see, that's your generational. Well, I don't have. So I'm not having children. So it looks like the diarrhea stops with me. <laughs> yeah, my sister and I definitely inherited my mom's upset tummy. <laughs> what does your mom do to deserve this GI tract mess? It was, and she inherited it too. <laughs> oh. It goes along a long line of, mm-hmm. of yeah. It didn't ideas. start with her; it just continued with her. But I'm hoping my kids have more stable bowel movements. One can only hope. One can only hope. Oh Christ! Oh God! Okay, well, do we want to answer some questions? Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, let's answer okay. some questions. It's been answer so some long. Questions. Okay. Uh. Love your pod so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have, you're welcome. Thank you. Y'all have mentioned, you're welcome. Y'all have mentioned on previous, previous episodes to be careful with Nordic magic. Uh I'm wondering if you can elaborate on that. And this question is from Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, well, (laughs) I, for me, for me. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a different relationship with Nordic magic and levels of Noridity. I just made that up in your bloodline <laughs> and whatever you, you know, for me, it, it freaks me out because a lot of white supremacists identify with the iconography and it makes me feel icky. Uh Oh, mm-hmm. um, I also personally was not ever drawn to it specifically like runes and things like that even though i Mm -hmm. do have like a wee bit of that probably more than a wee bit in my blood Mm -hmm. uh it's just not what attracted me and i Mm -hmm. think there's probably like i don't know a reason for it maybe i just didn't like how it looked i don't know i don't i don't know i was more into other imagery but like that's the big one for me is that a lot of I mean, it's a it's a white spiritual culture, right? Like it's Nordic. Mm-hmm. It's they're white. White people suck most of the time, so they're gonna <laughs> take the iconography from that and twist it and use it for like supremacist reasons. And and Absolutely. it gets muddy. And there's definitely like a pipeline situation that there's some canals you can go down with these different things, and it's confusing and it scares me. 
Yeah. That's my reason. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think Nordic spirituality is inherently bad, no. especially like when you look at um, like Odin. Yeah. Odin is the all Freya. father. Odin. Odin is, yeah. Like these are all actually really beautiful Valhalla. spirits. Yeah, they like, are. Beautiful spirits. But it's, most yeah. of the writing about Nordic spirituality, at least in the U.S., yes. what we have access to yeah. here, um, whether it's in books or blogs, teachers, you will notice, and it's it's really bad on TikTok, y'all, so please be careful out there. There's so much white supremacy that is being wrapped up yeah. into it. It's sprinkled in the people that are writing these things well yeah it's more i'm being generous i have seen like a lot of folks who practice nordic spirituality who use like fancy symbolism yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah. their work and they're like no it's norse it's like no no it's not it's not not. no it's not (laughs) the black sun is not north norse no it's literally nazi symbol and there's so many nazi symbols so many so you gotta like be real prudent and careful um yes but yeah it's just a spirituality that's commonly embraced by white supremacists and it is by white supremacists warped perverted by white supremacists and a lot of the information out there and the teachers out there create this like nordic spirituality to all right pipeline and you just want to be careful getting into it i'm not saying don't explore this because if it is in your ancestry you should you should know but it's just no i need to find there's there's like a lot of books that are published they're mostly by white people there's gotta be a good one somewhere i'm sure if anybody has a recommendation (laughs) for like someone who writes about nordic spirituality that's Mm -hmm. not a supremacist Please let us know. Yeah, because we expect them to be hard. white. Well, yeah, that's it's, fine. It's Nordic, but not but like that supremacist. Like a nice, <laughs> like a good person that's got good, good spiritual human. values yeah. that yeah. aren't racist would be great. Would be and I'm great. sure they're out there. I just don't know any. Yeah, because I haven't really. I just haven't been ready to go down that avenue yet for myself. Yeah. It's a lot of discernment work before you can even get to the like learning part, yeah. which is that yeah. part's hard. Yeah. So, but yeah. that's why we say to be careful with Nordic spirituality because it's been very convoluted with bad things. Especially <laughs> if you're going to get like a tattoo of some symbol, don't some rune it. symbol. Please make don't sure, do make sure do it. before you do that, that it's reverse your Google research. image search. Yeah. Just be I just careful. wouldn't. Like don't also don't get like Chinese or Japanese writing on yourself if you're not Chinese yeah. or Japanese because that's yeah. just stupid basic stuff. too. But yeah, side note. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why we say that. That's why not not because Nordic spirituality is bad. No. It's actually really kind of good. Yeah. Um, I really love some of the old Nordic myths. I do too. Uh, but just muddied by. Some beautiful things are muddied yes. by ugly people. Yeah. And it sometimes that deters people from wanting to learn more. And it definitely yeah. has deterred me. Absolutely. So, it makes it kind of scary. Kind of to I wish to learn someone, more. Yeah. someone should write a book about that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know of any good books or resources, that. please drop in the comments. We would yes, love that. Please. That would be amazing. Oh, and this reminds me something that my mentor told me is that if you feel compelled to start connecting with nordic gods something that you can say is like that you're trying to connect with or you're calling upon true code odin or true code code. loki true code freya so that you are intentionally reaching out to the origin of the spirit and not what the spirit has become yeah like jesus Exactly. That's how I feel exactly. about Jesus. When yes. I'm like, because I've told you, like, Jesus mm-hmm. has come to me. Yeah. Not white Jesus. And you were like, what's going on? I was on? like, I feel like <laughs> love in my heart. It's weird. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm like, no, I'm like connecting with that energy. Not like OG Jesus, not mm-hmm. white, racist, terrible Jesus. It's, that's mm-hmm. not true Jesus energy. Jesus was cool. Mm-hmm. 
We should yes, have an episode really about cool. Jesus. Just Jesus. We should. Just Jesus time. It's Jesus time. Yeah. It's <laughs> Jesus time. You've got the televangelist set up right now. Jesus so we might Christ. as well. <laughs> oh, I know. When I'm by myself in the set, Under I look timings. like. <laughs> Last today, I have Southern accent. Here's I'm the Tammy basket. Put money in the basket. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to. Can you tell I've never been Amen. to church? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Christ the Lord. Oh no, I'm gonna rap. They should do the have you seen the Christian raps? Uh, did you see the what did I send you the video oh of the like Christian group moonwalking? The guy was like oh <laughs> the white dude. Oh look. Call up your pastor. <laughs> donate now to save donate Jesus. Now. Save your soul. <laughs> I got the phones too. I have a phone line. It's I miss Perfect. I miss you. I miss you too. Please come back. I'm scaring myself. I don't like Hopefully it. Hopefully I'll be back next weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Let's pray okay. that mom well. doesn't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, have mercy. Do we have another? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you want to do one more? Yeah. I'm just okay. having a little cough. Oh, here's a good question. Oh, no. Fox, are you okay? He's fine. You just let me adjust the child. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Can a person be haunted? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, but answer. in many different ways. <laughs> I'm haunted. In many different ways. We can be haunted by memory, mm -hmm. our own memories of difficult experiences, memories that are attached to a place. PTSD is a haunting. PTSD is a haunting. It is. It truly is. PTSD, CPTSD, that's that's haunting, um, quite literally. Mm -hmm. uh, we can be haunted by a spirit, have a spirit or energetic attachment that is with us, in which case you probably would need to seek help of a, I mean, either way, you need a professional help. Like, yeah, it just <laughs> depends on the type of professional. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what kind of haunting dictates the uh -huh. type of professional who can help you out? Because usually stuff like this, it's just too much to deal with alone. It's too much. And we're not supposed to do everything by ourselves. Yeah. So absolutely. Yes. A person can be haunted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it is. And so it shall be. <laughs> well, that was great. Oh, thank you, Laura. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> and thank all of you for joining us for this very special episode of Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Jesus Christ line. <laughs> 1-800. Hallelujah. Have your credit cards ready. <laughs> Give me your, your C what is it? CRV code? CSV? <laughs> Put, and your your CVC and billing CVC zip, please. And billing zip. <laughs> bye <laughs> see you next week bye thank you so much for listening you can follow the podcast at third eye bind pod on instagram there submit your questions via the third eye line by sending us a voice message or text dm the show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on youtube get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one -on -one sessions with us by joining our patreon find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind third eye bind is produced and edited by mike realm hosted by caitlin grania and laura wong music by mike realm set design by laura wong you can find laura on instagram at lady moon co and you can find caitlin at caitlin.grania <laughs>